All right, guys, welcome to the show this week. I am excited to bring you guys this week's episode. Um, you know, this week I'm talking with another uh, creator in the space who I've been kind of following along uh, with for a while. They kind of got started just about like almost exactly a year before I started kind of down my journey. And they have a little bit of a team going. There's a couple guys there. And today my guest is the founder, Jeff Roberts of PN Wild. So, you know, if you haven't heard of them, um, you, you likely have, but if you haven't, they're, you know, based in the Pacific Northwest. Um, they did a film last year that actually won the uh, Western Hunting Film Fe- Western Hunter Film Festival. So they're content creators. They have a podcast. They have some great photography that they do. Um, just really cool, fun-loving guys. They love to hunt. They love what they do. You can see really in everything, you know, in all their hunts, like their enthusiasm and their um, their love for what they're doing and their their friendships. So. Um, they're very genuine guys. Um, I, you know, it took me a while to get Jeff nailed down just cause of hunting season and they've been out there just doing work on some bears. But, um, you know, some, I've said this before, but some podcasts, you know, just really flow. Some are a little bit not as good necessarily, but, uh, me and Jeff just really hit it off. We, the conversation flowed really well. Um, I enjoyed talking to him a lot and actually we, we kind of found out we're going to be hunting a similar area later this year. So we're going to do our best to try to link up. Um, so I hope, you know, I can continue, uh, you know, uh, continue staying in touch with these guys, maybe even collaborate with them some in the future. Um, they seem like really cool guys and I had a great time talking to Jeff. So if you haven't heard of PN Wild, go check them out. They got a great YouTube channel. Um, you know, on Instagram, they got, they have a lot of content they do. They have um, a lot of merchandise they sell and, um, just great guys. So, um, I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode with Jeff Roberts from PN Wild and we'll see you on the next one. All right, guys, I am here with my guest, Jeff Roberts from Pee and Wild. How's it going, man? Good. Thanks so much for having me, man. We finally we finally made it happen with our crazy schedules. <laughs> I know, man. Well, you guys have been out there like slaying bears left and right, so I am not gonna, you know, like argue with that. It's been crazy and just having an, an amazing season so far. I don't think we're good at it. We just got lucky and this year's been this <laughs> year's it, been wild. How many has it been so far? Uh, we have taken eight. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. It's been very, very cool season. I've got one of my best friends, his very first big game animal on opening day. Nice. And then, uh, that, that same weekend it opened on a Monday. And then that weekend I took my wife into the same area and got her, her very first big game animal. And it happened nice. to be like the biggest bear any of us have ever seen. It was just an ancient thing. <laughs> it's got no teeth. It was just, it was an incredible experience, incredible hunt. And then, that was just the start, man. And then since oh, then, awesome. our whole group, you're allowed two tags in Washington State over the counter. Um, there's three of us in PN Wild, and, and all three of us have filled both of those tags. So counting everybody, it's been eight bears this fall. It's been pretty That's crazy. awesome, man. Very cool. What do you? What is that you're drinking? Is that just a glass of bear fat you're drinking? <laughs> I kind of look like it. Huh? No, my wife got me hooked on these uh, like homemade cold brews, and then it's just heavy cream. So just a little okay. coffee, coffee and heavy cream. <laughs> <laughs> nice man. We guys are probably. Uh, do do you keep your bear fat and render it down and all that stuff? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I got. Uh, I eat just got the Oh, definitely, dude. It's so good. And then I will give you a hot tip though. If you eat the cracklins, just beware of some gnarly backfires that evening you start putting out some <laughs> gas man <laughs> i bet um yeah this is the first year i ever had um like bear meat cooked out in the field and ate the crack it was so good man oh it's and it's better when you're out there and hungry and you know yeah dude I, i'm with you it's it's so good and i don't I, I know we've talked about it just time and time again just the buddies and are just fellows and friends and just acquaintances like where do you think this uh, conversation started that bear meat isn't edible or that it's not good. And yeah. it happens, it happens everywhere I go. Like, you know, folks at work are just friends that are not familiar with hunting and are people on the trail. Like this is the first time in, in a couple of years where we had a pretty bad encounter on the trail. Um, mm. I was packing out my bear and I wouldn't say it's a bad encounter, but it was the first negative encounter of the season. Mm-hmm. 
um, we're most of the time we're you know, we're utilizing pretty heavily traffic trails to get back in and then we'll go off trail, of course, and, and to get up into remote basins and remote spots, spots of the, of the back country. And, and of course we're going to utilize those trailheads and systems. And we, we kind of hit a junction where we're meeting back up with the main trail, which is pretty heavily trafficked. Um, and we cut in front of like unbeknownst to us, we were just coming right into the trail. Cause we can't see the trail. We just kind of came down the hill and we landed on the trail and, and probably 30, 40 yards behind us was a, was a couple hiking. Mm. And so we, we hit the trail. We're pretty gassed and we're going to take a break. We hit the trail and we're going to let these folks go ahead of us. And we just kind of waved them by and uh, they saw the rifles and they're like, well, what are you guys doing? It's not hunting season. And, and hunting season has been open <laughs> for 40 days. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, instantly, they know, of course, exactly. Yeah. Instantly, (laughs) you kind of feel like, you know, just attacking back and and that's never the right thing to do. So we decided to kill him with kindness and and just kind of go that take the high road. And we're like, you know, it's it's actually been open for about 45 days now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's uh, and they're like, well, what are you guys hunting? And it was bare and they're like, Oh, did you guys get one? And I just like kind of turned around. I had a head on my backpack and and they just (laughs) kind of both just kind of get shocked and, and they were like instantly on the attack mode on us when like we take pride in doing everything the right way and doing it legally and doing, you know, you know, getting in there and working for it, you know? And these guys, we, we kind of, kind of calmed them down and broke the ice with them. And we're like, well, what are you guys doing up here? And they're like, Oh, we just climbed. uh, We were just mountain climbing on the way in mountain climbing. And so it kind of broke the ice and I was kind of like easing the situation. I'm like, well, I can never do something like that. You know, kind of giving them that upper hand, like you guys are crazy, that kind of stuff. And, then they kind of turned it around on us and we're like, yeah, we just weren't really expecting to, you know, hear gunshots when we're up here in our backyard and, and just kind of playing. And I was like, you know, well, we all have to share this backyard. This is all public lands and, mm-hmm. you know, we're utilizing it a different way. And we take pride in harvesting our own meat and bringing it home to our family. And after this kind of five to 10 minute conversation about like sharing the public lands, it's like you choose to do what you do on public lands and we're going to utilize it for what we want to do on public lands. And kind of that's where we found that common ground. And at the end of the conversation, they were like, you know, I'm sorry for coming off kind of hot, you know, enjoy your afternoon. Uh, It was kind of an eye opening experience for them. And they were probably you know, early forties, I would guess. Okay. And for them to, to be so, you know, out of touch with like hunting, you know, like, yeah. you know, hunting and especially in the towns that we're in and the, you know, Eastern Washington side, it's kind of more, obviously you're going to come across hunting more so than on the West side, like you were close Seattle Bellevue, but it was kind of surprising, but it was good for us to kind of have these conversations with folks totally, and, and kind of educate when you see an opportunity to educate, um, and it was kind of fun. And at the end of the conversation, they were like, Hey, sorry, enjoy your afternoon. Uh, congratulations on your hunt. And so it was ultimately a good conversation, but in the very beginning, it could have went a very bad yeah. direction if we chose to kind of like butt heads, right? If yeah. hey, hunting season's not open. And if we just automatically go back and just like start with a, you know, a hard headed argument and, you know, call them names or whatever, like, Hey, you moron. Or, you know, we didn't decide to do that. <laughs> we decided to go the high road and kind of educate. Yeah, and I think it's an important thing that we have to do because let's say we did go that route and call them morons or goofballs or something like that. Then they're just going to go back into town, tell all their friends that all yeah. hunters are jerks. They just ran into hunters and, mm-hmm. you know, and now the conversation probably goes, you know, when they're back at, uh, you know, in town and they're like, hey, we ran into some really cool guys up there. You know, it kind of kind of started us when we're climbing or when we're doing our thing and they were shooting, but we ran into them on the trail and you know what? They're they're They were good guys. You know, that's the conversation. That's kind of encounters that we really need to have out there. Totally. So it was yeah. a, it was a good, it was the only negative one in the beginning that we've had all season. And it was the very last one. It was the final bear of the year and packing it out. And we, we just got into, it was like, kind of caught us off guard because this immediately just started attacking us like what are you guys doing it's not hunting season <laughs> uh yeah. yes it is <laughs> no you guys handled it well and it's def- it's so important like you said to be good ambassadors and um yeah you don't want to be- come across as a jerk because i mean if you have no exposure to hunting uh, and you see somebody with a head hanging off their backpack especially bear like people get more touchy i feel like about bears yes. and uh that's probably where some of that uh that stuff, the preconceived notions about bear meat not being good and stuff, because they look like dogs or they're predators or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you guys handle it really well, so that's that's good to hear, man. Do you guys, you know, 
you the part of the country you guys are in like you have some some militant like type you know gender confused people out there <laughs> yes <laughs> like, man and, and no you're, you're 100 do you have right. a lot of uh run-ins with people or you said that was just the one you've had have you had more in the past yeah, there's there's been a couple times where I, I would say it's about once a year is about average for us. Um, and it, typically, if we don't have an animal on our back, then the conversation's never had. They're just like they yeah. kind of they don't even look at you when you're on a trail. They see that you guys have camo on, you're carrying rifles, and they'll just act like you're invisible and they'll just check right by you. <laughs> and I'll always say like, "Hey, good morning," and they'll just ignore me. And it's like, how wow. could this? How could someone do that? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm such a uh, so opposite. I I t- I'll talk to a rock, you know, for yeah. hours, and and I always try to disengage with people, and and I'll say, "Hey, good morning," or "Have a good day," and and they'll just jet right by you. But most of the time, like this year was incredibly positive until that last encounter where, you know, we, we use these trails like daily. We'll, we'll go in and out and, you know, in and out several times and, and you'll run into tons of folks, especially on the, like you said, we're in a part of the, we're in the Pacific Northwest and anything from Seattle's from an hour to five hour drive of Seattle's totally doable for most yeah. folks. And out, outdoor recreation has just boomed since COVID. Yeah. You know, last year and this year, especially, well, it's not a surprise to trailheads that we've been using for 10 years that used to have one or two cars in them. Now they'll be the trailhead is full and there's cars going down the road, you know, on wow. the side of the on the side of the shoulder. So it's not a it's not a huge deal to see, you know, 40, 50, 60 rigs at a trailhead anymore. Yeah. And it's so bad on like I-90 where. They're just like a hunting truck or like a Subaru probably. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've been thinking about ditching the truck and getting like a Prius and putting like an REI sticker on it because now it's just so common that, you know, people see your vehicles and uh, I had a note on my truck last year and I was like, all right, I'm done. I used to have like stickers on it and stuff, you know, (laughs) what did the note say? It was just, uh, it was the guy, it was the kid's name and he was said, uh, Hey guys from his name. And I was like, Oh shit. It was the weekend I killed a giant bear too. It's like some, no, he knows where I was at. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I got you. I thought it was like a hippie hate note. Oh no. It was a, it was another hunter. And, okay. uh, but yeah, definitely like they see, say you have a big diesel truck and they see you pull up and you're jumping out with camo immediately. You get the glares and yeah. like, Oh, these guys are here. And yeah. w- one of the encounters we had, this was several years ago, probably like 2015, um, we were coming down from a bear hunt in the, the Baker area, Mount Baker, West side stuff. And we're coming down off a of trailhead and there's like, Oh my gosh, this one trailhead probably has a hundred vehicles or, you know, throughout the day. And they just came straight up to us. Like, what do you have? What do you guys have guns out here for? You're not allowed to have guns in the park. And we're like, we're not in a park. <laughs> like, What are you talking just about? So ignorant. And they just act oh, like yeah. they know exactly what they're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. And then the same thing, exact same thing happened to Zach, a, guy, a member of P and wild <clears throat> last year um, on a bear hunt coming down and they were like, Hey, you're not allowed to hunt in the park. And Zach was like, I'm actually not in the park. And they're like, well, yes, you are. He had to get out his, you know, mobile mapping system mm-hmm. and show the person. It was like, I know exactly where I'm at. You don't know where you're at. I am not <laughs> inside of a national park. The boundary is on the top of that ridge, you know, you know, a couple of miles away. Yeah. And uh, they were just like completely blown away. And still after Zach showed them on a map where they were, like she still wouldn't buy it. She's like, Nope, you're wrong. I'm calling the authorities when I get to my vehicle. And he's like, go for it. Like yeah. there's Waste just no the winning. Yeah. There's yeah. just no winning sometimes. And, and, but I don't yeah. want to focus on those negative encounters. We've had a lot of really good ones. And some yeah. of the ones where you like, you don't see going well when you're walking up to them and then they'll just completely surprise you. And they'll be like, Whoa, you guys are hunting bears. I've never had bear. And I'm like, actually we got sausage in the truck. You want to try some? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's nice. really cool. It's really cool. Sometimes it's no, we- cool. And you can bridge that gap, man. For sure, dude. And then once you start mentioning like sharing public lands, doing it for the ag- organic food and, you know, like you, you have sight and visual of that meat from the time you harvest it to the time you put it in the freezer, it kind of like the light bulb kind of goes off because all these people are going to like the co-op for their food, like yeah. the best organic food you yeah. can get. And then so once you mention 98% like a- of them are eating meat anyway, which exactly. the commercial meat industry is way more inhumane than hunting ever will be. Oh, absolutely. So once you start talking like that and mentioning these things where they can actually kind of connect with you, I think the light bulb kind of goes off and they come to our side or they like understand and they'll support us where a handful of the people, which is like the one percenters are just completely against it. They think you're an animal. And I kind of do cringe a little bit when you run into them and they're like, hey, what are you hunting? 
I know when I'm like, ugh, bear. You know, like you don't want to say it because you just you just know you're gonna get yeah. like a, oh my god, do yeah. you even eat bears? You just trophy hunters. It's like, yes, we eat bears. Like sometimes I just want to say deer. You know, even yeah. when the season's not open and you're like, well, they'd never know. But then you're like, oh, there's some guy up there hunting deer. It was like, shit, yep. you gotta just say bear, and then you just wait for the cringe moment. Like, oh, but yeah, you're totally right, man. Bears are touchy subjects, especially. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's like bears I think, and wolves, like said, man. They just light people up. Oh, for sure, dude. I guess because they look like dogs. It's got to be. It's got to be. And then like the Coca-Cola bear, Smokey the bear, you know, yeah. there's like, hey, boo, boo, all that guy. And <laughs> there's so many like. Yeah, for sure. Connections to bears. And I think people yeah. are just so connected to them for some yeah. odd reason. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um well, yeah, I, I joke about those types, but definitely, you know, for everybody listening, like use every opportunity you get to do what these guys do and turn it into a positive experience. You can actually have some really cool experiences with people. Mo- like, you know, like Jeff's saying, most people are not. Um, there are those 1% that are just haters and doesn't matter what you say, but most people will have a conversation with you. And so if you're respectful and kind and you're operating legally and ethically, like it's, it can be really cool. So, um, but yeah, man, um, I'm glad you guys are having a great season and glad you could join me. Um, do you remember, uh, meeting me briefly at expo last year? I do. Yeah. I remember running into you down there. Okay, cool. Was, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, I'd love to just hear a little bit about, um, about starting PN Wild. I think you founded PN Wild, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. And, um, you know, when did you guys start and what was kind of the mission? How has that evolved? You know, and, and where's, where you guys wanted to take it? For sure, man. Uh, first off, thanks so much for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad we can kind of yeah. finally make it happen and line yeah. up schedules. I know I've kind of had to delay and delay, and it's just been so wild with trips coming up. And and, and I leave Friday for Wyoming for an elk yep. hunt. So I'm, I'm yeah, I'm leaving for Wyoming on Thursday. Nice, man. Uh, elk or going for deer? I'm doing antelope right now. Oh, cool. Yeah. Fun. Uh, I got my first antelope in Wyoming in 2020, and it was okay. uh, amazing. I can't wait to go back, and I'm just so excited. My my this, office is just a complete explosion. Yeah, this guy was 2021. Oh, nice, dude! Yeah, You're going back already. One. Yeah, I'm um, actually the storyline behind this one is that I'm going to a 0.100% draw unit to show that it can be done. Wow! Look <laughs> at you. Yeah, that's a nice looking goat behind you too, man. Yeah, he was he was good, man. That was just a one point unit, and um did it with my cousin and yeah we had a great time it's such a fun hunt man i know they're they're so antelope is so cool and it was so cool to just hunt a new species and yeah, just kind of see how it goes sure. and and they're a fun hunt like there's some hunts that are just a complete grind and i feel like antelope are one of those where you can kind of like truck camp and not yeah. feel like you're missing out you know like yeah. we got to get way back there right but no like antelope you can just kind of truck camp and, and and do your thing and, and feel like you're you're doing the hunt justice you're not yeah. missing out on anything in the back dude even the, the spot i'm going like even if i wanted to get way back there like there is no way back there <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly that's yeah. what i'm talking about um but yeah back to the question at hand sorry well, rabbit holes man podcast no, that's good I like, holes. I like it <laughs> um so i kind of started um pacific north wild it was just uh it started as an instagram page and it started as like a repost page in 2016 uh born and raised obviously the huge inspiration uh hush huge inspiration and i had a i didn't have like a key group of dudes i was just so crazy passionate about it and of course i wanted to start like a page and start sharing washington stuff um nothing was going on in washington yet no one had a big page that was like kind of sharing stuff or just you know showcasing washington's you know backcountry hunting or hunting in general and so I started it's kind it. of a part of the country that's a little bit overlooked in a lot of ways. hundred uh, percent. Yes. Which I yep. want to dig into a little bit later, but go ahead. Yes, absolutely. No, you're hundred percent right. And um, so no one really was doing anything with Washington yet. Um, you know, Oregon had born and raised uh, Utah. He's got, you know, Hushin, Idaho, Casey's from Idaho, which is Hushin. And then there's some other groups, you know, like over um, uh, uh, the hunting public, this, uh, mm-hmm. Eastern, Mid-Eastern. Um, so stuff like that. And I was like, well, let's start something up here in Washington and start showcasing. We'll just share pictures and started off just growing super slowly. And I was just like, Hey, DM your pictures, that kind of thing. And we'll, we'll showcase Washington and what we have to offer. 
and then trips kind of progressed and i drew a uh an elk tag it's called a quality elk here in washington state um and that's just the the quality means it's the rut tag so it's the prime rut so they call it a quality elk tag cool and uh, so i drew that took uh, 14 points and i drew Whoa. my first quality elk tag which means eastern side of the mountains uh so, so 14 Rocky Mountain elk. years you were saving up for that Yes, 14 wow. years saving up for it. <laughs> never killed an elk before, never even hunted elk before, just been banking points. And then I finally applied it and I drew my number one choice unit, um, archery, east side, uh, any elk in this particular hunt. And so I posted on a local forum in Washington State and I was like, hey, uh, Drew, uh, this tag, uh, I would love to team up with somebody who has some knowledge and uh, maybe go hang some cameras, go scouting, do some stuff. And I got hit up by Zach, who is now part of PN Wild. Oh, nice. And he's like, hey, man, I have 15 points. I didn't draw. I hunt solo. I'd love to go hang cameras with you and kind of learn, you know, show you what I know. And you can show me what you know. And then maybe I'll hunt with you and I'll call for you or something. We're both kind of solo dudes. And I was like, sure, man, let's meet up. So never met this guy. He's like my exact age. And he's like, uh, well, let's just meet up at a local Safeway. I'll jump in your truck and we'll go scout for five days. <laughs> I was like, perfect. What could go wrong here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he jumps in and we just immediately hit it off, man. First time ever meeting this guy, he jumps in my truck and we head east and we start scouting. And it was like, there was never those moments where you're like, could this guy do that? Or I can't keep up with him or, you know, he can't keep up with me. There was no awkward conversations. It was just two dudes completely you know, strangers at one point that are just insanely obsessed with hunting. And, uh, we've each never killed an elk yet. And I had the tag this year. He didn't, but we decided to, uh, long story short, we fast forward a couple months. We ended up doing that hunt together. He called in my bull for me. I shot a, like a 260 inch seven by seven, had some nice. extra, like some crown tops, um, on like day 13. And he just grinded it out with me. We had an amazing time. Uh, ended up changing Pacific North Wild from a repost page to all in-house content. Um, in middle of that scouting, uh, after drawing that tag, I was like, I'm going to buy a camera and I'm going to do this all myself. I'm going to be the you know curator of this page and it's just going to be all of our content. I'm going to learn cameras. I'm going to learn how to edit. I'm going to learn everything by myself. And I went to YouTube University and learned everything. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's I learned awesome, everything dude. myself. Um, you know, kind of with that route. And then the following Which, just year, just to jump in, like, yeah. you know, a lot of people think like that, you know, guys like y'all or whatever, um, have had this, you know, some kind of school or like formal yeah. training and stuff. It just goes to show that like the resources are out there. If you want it bad enough, like you can teach yourself. And a lot of guys just at the end of the day, like they might go out and get some great footage or they sit behind that computer to edit where, you know, where the magic really happens. Yes. And it's just kind of like, like, Oh this, dude, they realize this is going to take <laughs> hours, like days. And they're like, I quit. <laughs> yeah, dude. A hundred percent. And I was there so many times where, you know, you, I fired up premiere pro for the very first time I did the research. I knew what I wanted to get. I didn't, I want to just like, I'm going to go Adobe. I don't want to try anything else. I want to make sure I, I'm using the right stuff. And that's been kind of my, vision the whole time is try to keep the highest quality I possibly can. Cause that's how you're going to kind of set your part, your, your set yourself apart from others. Cause yeah. now there's so many people doing what we do, which is so awesome. And like, there's, we have such a huge community. It's an, it's the best community out there. And there's so many people out there doing it. And there's so many groups trying to share their content and share their adventures, which is freaking sweet. My favorite thing to do on YouTube ever is just go watch hunting. So yeah. the more, more content creators we have out there is more we get to, you know, consume. Right. And it's great. So I love it. But there's so many folks doing it and you have to set your part yourself. Your, holy cow. I can't say that sentence. You have to set yourself apart somehow. Right. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, let's just make sure we have the highest possible quality that I can produce. And that's why, that's why I changed it from a repost page to all in-house content. I started mm -hmm. photography. I started on videos. I started editing all of ourselves. And that very next year after I killed my bull, Zach drew it with 15. So he, he got to hunt it that very next year. I got to film it and he killed like a 315 bull on like day eight or seven, something like that. And so it kind of just really paved the way for us with those two big hunts. We kind of had a group together and there's been some guys that have jumped in, helped out for a couple seasons or a season. And then they kind of drift away where it's like, Hey, they, they either a, they don't like it. They don't, the, the number one thing 
uh, Patrick was a huge contributor of the group. And in 2020, at the end of the season, he was just like, hey, it's kind of too much to keep up with. You know, like the mm-hmm. the vision of Peen Wild is going to here. And I kind of just wanted to hunt, you know, and that's where it was, where maybe it was, I don't um, like families couldn't keep up with it or you're just, you know, dedicating too much time to it. And there was issues there. I don't know if there was issues there, but like that's kind of thing where, you know, you kind of, you kind of get to that point where it becomes a little bit of work, you know, when you're, you, you can't just like an example I get to use is your glass in a ridgetop in the mornings, sun's coming up. You just want to sit there and enjoy this in glass and, and enjoy the moment where mm-hmm. you and I, now we have to grab a camera and work. Yeah. Right. You, know, you can't, sometimes you have to clock in and go, shit, that's right. I got to work right now. I can't, I got to take pictures. I got to yeah. take videos, you know, I got to document 20 this. extra pounds of gear. Exactly. Yeah. And, <laughs> and sometimes people think it's great until they do it. And they're like, you know what, that I don't want to do this. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of ruin. it's kind of ruining the, the whole reason why we hunt, you know, to disconnect and become one with the earth and kind of, you know, sink into nature. And I do agree sometimes like there's a couple hunts out of the year when I go with my wife where I leave the camera at the truck and it's freaking awesome, you know, yeah. until you see something special when you're like, oh, I wish I had my camera. <laughs> I, I wish it's I had a my blessing camera. and a curse, man. It, it really is, man. Yeah. So there's that fine line you got to find. And, and that's the one thing I'd recommend is be sure that, you know, that's something that you're completely passionate about is also the photography videography side, which luckily mm-hmm. I completely love it. And I have no problems taking cameras and doing those kind of things when you're back there. But there sometimes it does feel like a little bit more work and that's the oh, that's sure. that da- that's that dangerous line that you gotta ride um i shit rabbit hole again i don't know where i was going with that no, but that's good i think that was just kind of the birth of you're talking wild. about some people kind of coming and going and oh um, yeah. yeah yeah so that that line of of work and play <clears throat> and pleasure kind of gets jumbled up and a lot of people that kind of jump into it they find themselves in that little fine line tornado and mm-hmm. sometimes it's too much or they're like, yeah, this is, this is what I live for. And that's uh, so right now there's three of us and there's been three of us for the last two seasons. It's uh, Bobby and Zach and myself, yeah. and they've all been there since the beginning. I've actually hunted with Bobby the longest, um, but he was kind of hesitant to get into it for those exact reasons. Yeah. Um, he was like, I don't really know if I want to be, you know, like I'll hunt with you guys. I'll, I'll be there with you forever. I've hunted with Bobby the longest since like 2011 and starting P and wild, he was supportive and just didn't know if he wanted to get a part of it because he didn't want to kind of mesh that work play. You know, I don't want to carry cameras. I don't want to be on a camera. I just kind of want to hunt and enjoy it. And that's yeah. why we love Bob. He doesn't, doesn't give a shit and he will shoot anything that's legal. Like <laughs> he's never, <laughs> he's never after any kind of big doesn't set high standards. Like I'm shooting a 180 this year. Never. If yeah. it is legal, Bob <laughs> is shooting it and we love him for it. And we always tease him like, Bob, you hold me out this year. And he'll just laugh. He's like, no, if it's legal, <laughs> I'm putting it in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's his mindset. So we all balance each other out and it's, it's really cool. And I'm just so blessed to have the guys with me and it's a uh, totally a team effort. And I'm so like thankful for them and to have them. And I know more than anyone, how, you know, amazing it is to really have a special hunting partner that doesn't you know kind of hold you back or you bump heads with and if like hey you want to go right but they want to go left there's not it's not an argument it's all right let's let's go this you know like we'll just Mm -hmm. it's just a natural thing and we get messages all the time like how how do i find someone like that and that's the one question i don't i'm like i don't know I don't yeah. know that answer, you know, and I feel bad for, for folks that don't have hunting partners. It's like a special that or, thing that it's it not really is man. Yeah. The only, I mean, there's really no like way to find, except for just put yourself out there, be willing to meet that guy at Safeway and jump in this truck and go yeah. for five days and, <laughs> and it might work out. It might not, but you just yeah. got to keep trying. It's like, yeah, um, I don't know. You just got to put yourself out there, but, um, it's a special thing, man. It's something that I, um, have been kind of like hoping for and praying for is just like to find that. Cause it's, it's not easy to find, and especially, you know, as like a founder of like a business at the same time, it's like, it's also your baby and, 100%. um, it's not, it's not easy to trust people with your brand either. Like, exactly. Like not just a hunting partner, but it's like, okay, like, am I entrusting this guy with 
you know, like the content, the vision I have, whatever. Um, yeah. And that's where it gets even harder because, um, you know, it's hard enough to find a good hunting partner, like you said, but to find someone who can also buy into your vision and be a teammate is really tough. Um, so I want to ask you about that, but real quick, do you have another job too, or is, are you full-time in PN Wild or? Um, yes, I do have another job. Uh, the goal is eventually to be full-time uh, PN Wild, but right now I uh, am a trainer at Boeing. So the aircraft uh, company. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, talk a little bit about that, about building a team. Because that's something I struggle with um, mm-hmm. is is less – I mean, doing what we do is so hard to do by yourself. It like, is incredibly hard, man. Like, so <laughs> complete hats off to, like, Remy and Tim who, like, built a company on that. Yeah. It's insane. But still, Remy and Tim. There's exactly. two of them. <laughs> that is true. But yeah. they always did it by themselves. You're right. Right, right. But like that, maybe behind the scenes editing, maybe they teamed up and did stuff. Yeah. But like in the field, like that is so incredibly hard. Yeah. And uh, my buddy, Josh Kirchner, he does it solo a lot too. Right. And he, he just did a, an awesome trip down to Utah and, and killed a, a muley buck by himself and filmed everything. Yeah, I saw that. And it's like, oh my gosh, dude, like I can't imagine do it having to do everything by yourself and not to, I mean, I guess there's gotta be perks in to being solo. Like there is no, Hey, do you want to go this way? It's just, I'm yeah. going the way I want to go, yeah. but I kind of like bouncing ideas off each other. And, I enjoy you know, sharing the experience with somebody dude. And that's the number one thing for me. Like I'm such a, a, a people person and social butterfly. Like I, I could talk to a stranger for hours. Clearly I'm doing it now. I can tell, <laughs> <laughs> but that like, that's the, what I love too, is like, like it's so awesome to, to immerse yourself in the outdoors and to be on an amazing adventure, but to experience that alone, it's got it. You'd have to be a special person because I would way rather yeah. look to my left and, and see Bobby and look to my right and see Zach. And we're both seeing this crazy thing. Like, Oh my God, that bull's right there screaming. Can you believe this? I'd way rather have that. Yeah. than to just experience it yourself. Like, like there's some people out there that are just killers by themselves and prefer to do it. And yeah. I am just not that guy. That's a special trait. And I, mm-hmm. I do not have it, but yeah. back to your question, building, building a team, um, you know, I think it's important that I did it. Like we, I had these guys before P and wild. Um, like I, I had my hunting partners and my key group before the company, because mm-hmm. now if I was like, like you in a situation where maybe like you're still waiting for it, but you have like your baby, your brand, you're never truly going to know if they want to hunt with you because of this company that you've created like hey i want to get in front of a camera or i want these perks like he gets discounts you're never going to feeling like really know if they're in it for the right reasons is my is like my big fear like if we wanted to expand and get someone who to come just film for us or do stuff like that you're like are you there because you truly love the outdoors and you love filming or are you there because you want a discount on a gear or, you know, you want yeah. this, you want that, like, what are your motives? And and that's a really tough thing now is that you, you've established something that people would love to be a part of. And it's very flattering. It's awesome. But you have to remember that when, like you said, the biggest thing is it's your baby. Are you mm-hmm. comfortable with this person representing your brand? Are you comfortable with this person doing like being out there when you're not around, you yeah. know, like, I'm do you more- ever get to that point where you are comfortable or is it still kind of like, you're like, like the whole Ex- time. <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah. You never, in, in, in our industry, if you make one mistake, it's all gone or it yeah, can be, you know, yeah. if you, if you read your, your, your go hunt maps wrong and you're like, okay, yeah, there, there he is right there. And you shoot an animal and it's, you know, it's private land yep. you, or it's like, boom, just, he's a poacher. You're done. Ex- exactly. It's everything's <laughs> gone. I mean, but like Cal, one mistake, man. Yeah. yeah. Ryan Callahan did it last year and openly talked about it on his podcast where he shot an antelope in Wyoming and it was a, a poached antelope. And Obviously, he came out and did everything the right way, and obviously, he's still around and doing things. So it can be done, but you're so scared to make a mistake or hand, you know, put this trust in someone's hands that you've never yeah. met with with a career that or a, a company that you've literally built from the ground up. 
uh, from an Instagram page to wherever it is now. And I'm sure you're in the very similar boat where you just started this journey. And now you're at where you're at, where you have a very successful company and a, and a podcast. And a lot of people are looking up to you where if like I was a part of your group and I run out there and, and shoot three ducks over my limit, you know, yeah. like who knows? And I'm, and I'm arrested. And what, I don't know if you get arrested for that kind of shit, but if you did, right. I'm dragging you. you down, you know, yeah. like there goes your yeah. name and you're like, crap, man. You got to put out something PR thing. I don't know. It's just, Dude, a- I even like, even like doing podcasts with certain people, like mm-hmm. just being associated and, and like just pisses people off. And like, oh, um, yeah. I, I just, I've done a couple recently where I just put out, like, just said something in my intro, like, you know, that was just like, guys, like, I want to talk to people in the outdoor industry. Just because I, like, have a conversation with someone does not mean that I condone or agree with everything they do or say. Like, I just want to talk to people in the outdoor industry. Like, if you don't like this guy, fine. But, like, I'm just talking here. Yeah, if you don't like this (laughs) guy. People get so, like, just, they get so mad if they don't like the way a certain person hunts or something. Yeah, and I don't get that. Like, if you don't like this person, skip the episode. If you don't like yeah. me, listen yeah. to the next episode. Yeah. Like, it's like, as, how is that so hard to do? Yeah, you know. And but like I said, this industry is a special one. It's very small. Like we met at Salt Lake City. That is our industry. Like, mm-hmm. if you're at Salt Lake, that's basically our entire industry. You're missing some big key players, but realistically, that's it. Yeah, like everybody is there at that expo, and that's how like puts it in perspective. Like that room is a huge part, probably eighty five percent of the hunting industry. You know, so Western hunting industry, which Western I found hunting, is yes. a different like yes. <laughs> sphere than like the Eastern whitetail industry. Whitetails, turkeys. Yeah. Yes, you're completely right there. Um, it's like yeah, a niche Western within thing, a niche. It really is, dude. It yeah. really is, especially that like Western that I never really thought about that, but yes. Yeah. You're and people get butt hurt way easier in the Western hunting niche too. I really? Oh yeah. Like, uh, like if you like talk shit about elk or mule deer or something like that kind of butt hurt or what, what do you, just, I don't know. I just feel like, I mean the very beginning, like I feel like it didn't matter what I say cause no one was listening anyway, but mm-hmm. it's just like the more I'm not saying I ha- I'm big at all. I'm not, but like the more people are starting to listen to me, like, you just get this, like, and I know you know what I'm talking about, this sense of, like, you just got to be careful what you say, even. Like, people, sure. people just get very, uh, there's just a lot of emotion in outdoors and hunting. I'm not, you know, I think it's something that people hold very dear to them. It is a sacred thing, you know, taking an animal's life. So, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You definitely want to have reverence, but um, I don't know. I just feel like... Uh, there's a lot of sensitivity and, and just that kind of thing. I don't know. No, I think you're, you're on that right path there. There for sure is some kind of weird aura around harvesting an animal. And like, you don't get that when you watch Jimmy Chin's, you know, live stream talking about, you know, summoning some peak where there's people in the background. They're like, Hey, he didn't do it right. His, his, he didn't right. clip in at the right time. Like no yeah. one does that. <laughs> but if you see a guy, like you see a guy on a forum that rode a bike on a wilderness trail, they're going to hang that guy out to dry. Yeah. And the guy could just been like, he didn't know he's just starting. Yeah. Didn't know you couldn't ride a bike on a wilderness or didn't know he couldn't clear a trail with a chainsaw, you know, in the wilderness. Yeah. Like, but like we have to be better to each other and and like all we all rise with the tides rather yeah. than you guys see Jeff make one tiny mistake, you know, it wasn't poaching, but he rides a right. bike on a wilderness and like, hey, this guy's a loser. Let's like make sure he never does everything and he, yeah. ever in his life again. Crucify like, him. Yeah. It's like, holy <laughs> shit, guys. Let's calm yeah. down calm a down. bit here. Yeah. But totally, man. There's that there's that aura around it for some reason. And I don't really know why. I think Maybe it's just like a jealousy thing. Like if it's got a big if, part to do with it. I think sure. it does. Like, why does this guy deserve a, a 380 inch bull when I out there bust my ass and, and I can't see a bull? And then, yeah. he, oh, this is why, because he rode a bike on the wilderness. And he's not, you guys see this, you know, like <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like is, there's gotta be like little things like we're like big For egotistical sure. men and like everyone wants to be successful. We all think mm-hmm. we bust our asses. And then yeah. we see, you know, you come back from a, a failed hunt, if you will. And then you, you're scrolling on Facebook and you see a guy with a 380 bull and, and he yeah. rode a bike and you're like, Oh, there it is. Yeah. You know, hang him out to dry. And I get it. It's a delicate resource. It's a, you know, it's a delicate thing. Like I said, it's close to people's hearts. It is a, a, a sacred thing. I understand it. I just think that 
and obviously like I'm not condoning any type of like sketchy illegal or any type of unethical behavior but um I think there you know there definitely is room I think there's just a lot of toxicity and infighting when we have enough enemies as it is outside sure. the hunting industry like we need to do everything we can as long as people are being ethical and legal to you know let little stuff go and and not just hate on each other so much yeah a hundred percent man and I, I say this, this example of this guy riding a bike is because I literally saw this post yesterday and we have a, a hunt here in Washington. It's called the high buck hunt and it's wilderness areas only. So actual national forest wilderness areas. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about my definition or my dad's definition of wilderness. It's his designated right. wilderness areas only. And a guy posted a picture of uh, his first high buck hunt on a local page on Facebook. And he said, rode a bike to the boundary four and a half miles and then hunted in. And there's a picture of him on like a dirt bike, like a mm-hmm. motorized dirt bike. And then, you know, a couple pictures of his buck and then a picture of him packing out his buck on the dirt bike. And in his post, he said he did it the right way. Like rode my motorcycle right, to, the to, the, to the boundary and then hiked in. But there, the first 200 comments <laughs> were all like, Tang this guy out right now and, and yeah. lash him, right? right? Throw rocks at him because he cheated. <laughs> and it's like, no, he, he, he didn't read his post. Right. Read it. And it's just a, it was an, uh, his guy, it was the guy's very first high buck hunt. He was successful and it's a stud buck. Immediately you trigger people. They yeah. have hunted it for 10 years and not Triggered. successful. And then like now they're just casting their stones at this guy because yeah. he meant he had a motorcycle in his picture. Right. And people are immediately, they turn into state patrol and they want to go arrest him. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, and yeah. that's our infighting. When if you yeah. just take, calm down, if you don't understand, maybe ask the guy before you publicly embarrass yourself because you can't read. You know, there's, there's a lot of things uh, out there like that. And I can't imagine that the snowboarding, you know, industry, the, the rock climbing industry, the, even the backpacking or peak bagging, rock climbing backcountry skiing are they like this are they doing these things like you're not truly a badass because you took a helicopter in there yeah like do we do that to each other there i don't know i'm not in those industries i don't know the parts the some of the stuff i see is so damn like guys we got to be better like we got to do like you said man we have enough people after us in washington we just got our spring bear season taken away we have we have bigger enemies we have bigger fish to fight than each other just how did they get rid of spring bear and not fall? Yeah, uh, that's what I'm scared of, man. They uh they put up a huge they blindsided us back last year and um just put a pause on our 2022 spring bear season. A pause. I do the air quotes because hmm. it's gone. It's completely gone. I'm very confident that we lost it, but they said it's paused for this year and um they had a couple meetings about it and said that the bears were lethargic. They were easy to target. Uh, we were killing sows with cubs, which is not true. The Department of Fish and Wildlife came back and rebuttaled against all these arguments. So the WDFW was absolutely on our hunting side. And they said out of the 136 bears harvested, only 136 in our spring bear season because it's a draw system. Out of the 136 bears harvested in 2021, one of them was a confirmed wet sow. Hmm. which means a, she possibly could have had a cub and no, we didn't know like the, the shooter, the shooter did not know, or the cub did not make it and yeah. it died or it was killed by a big boar. And that's why the sow was alone. Uh, we don't know the reason why this, the cub wasn't there or if the hunter just, yeah. you know, I do got to ask though, do you think that, uh, and I'm not, condoning taking away spring bear but okay. do you think that has any reason why you saw so many bears this fall uh i w- i would say that there is definitely um i have one big rebuttal to that but I, it would kind of elude where we are at in the state so i don't want to answer that completely um but there is a I'll, I'll just say this there are some units in the state that do not have a spring bear season and some of those units is where I've been kind of farting around and they don't have a spring bear season and they never have had a spring bear season. Um, so no, that argument would be null and void for those parts of the state, but there has been, I know some folks that do hunt 
the areas where there are spring bear seasons and they are reporting the same thing. Lots of bear activity, lots of bears out wandering around. And maybe there is truth to that where they haven't been targeted at all this year. They haven't been spooked. They haven't been smelling humans. Yeah. Um, and then August 1st, they just, you know, open the floodgates on them and, and we popped yeah. eight of them. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that's going to make a, a huge impact on fall bear hunting, but I'm, I'm very curious to see the success rate of, 2022 next spring yeah. when they release the, the harvest numbers i'm very interested on what some of those units are reporting yeah. and if this made a difference at all yeah. if we that's only... well that's interesting sorry yeah. I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to cut you off um, no you're good man it's hard i don't want to go too deep yeah i don't want to go too deep down that rabbit hole i do want to go back to i'm just interested um what is your like long-term vision for pn wild long-term vision um i think just do what I love to do as much as possible and tow it around a camera and document what I love to do as long as I possibly can. And if that, uh, if that leads me down a path where I can make a living from that, then great. If that leads me down a path where I just have to continue where I'm at, um, at Boeing, um, I'm doing pretty well. I don't hate my job. Uh, I've been there for 12 years and I've, I'm in a salary position. I have lots of time off. Um, it's a pretty cool gig and I can continue doing this on the side, then I'll be tickled pink. If one day I can get to that point where it can support my family, it can support my, you know, kids' uh, outdoor activities or sports and, and whatever, and I can, everyone has health insurance, then I will jump as soon as I possibly can. Um, can. Um, with that being said, I think the ultimate goal is to get to that point where I can support my family off of it and, and just do what I love to do more than anything yeah. and, and be able to make a paycheck doing that. Um, but other than that, the realistic, like the high, the peak for me, I'm already there. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm doing what I love to do. Uh, the company's doing great. We're supported by awesome partners and we just, we get to hunt for, you know, basically free. All the companies, the company pays for itself. We, you know, my Wyoming tag is paid for. Uh, I don't have to take that out of my family's, you know, money or off the table from the family. And so it's a very easy argument with your wife. And you're like, hey, I'm not paying for this. Can I go? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's definitely a perk. Um, but right now it's just all going back into the company and we're just, we're, you know, living it up and it's it's yeah. freaking awesome but it's not paying any of our mortgages and that's why we're in that position where we can just you know come out with a collaborative knife and come out with hats and now jeans and do a lot of merch and and buy new camera gear and new computers is yeah because it's not paying mortgages and i think it's a very cool spot to stay at right now where if my family's health and insurance was riding on it you know we'd be a lot more careful <laughs> yeah you know like not spending money on new macs and 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 new lenses and new computers and and camera bodies and you know it'd be like hey we gotta you know be careful there that's my you know that's my truck payment you know so yeah, exactly. it's a very unique situation and i'm i'm just happy to happy to be doing it hopefully it continues and yeah keep keep powering along oh, that's awesome man um i mean you guys have done a really good job um building an audience in a, I know you've been around for a while, but like, I mean, the podcast is only about what is it? Two years, two years old. Not quite Uh full year one full year. Yep. Yep. Uh, one okay. and a half. And we started it in January of 2020. So it'll be two in this coming or wait, did it just turn two? shoot? I don't know. I think you guys, you guys started a little before me, but not a lot. Okay. Um, what so it, I guess it, I guess maybe it's it'll be three. three in January. Yeah, you're right. It is gonna yeah. be three because it'll be two for me in January. And I I remember actually when I because I when I was starting I was looking at you guys and and different stuff and I think I remember that you guys were about a year ahead of me. But you did a really good job of building um you know an audience in a pretty short amount of time and um I love like on your videos you guys are just like um you're just so real like it's just like you guys like it's not you guys aren't trying to be you know, um, yeah. no filter is just like, it's just, <laughs> you guys just get super stoked and you know, whatever, yeah. which I love. Um, but what do you think, you know, some of the contributing factors have been to, um, kind of building an audience so quickly and so well, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, I struggle with that too. I tried to, um, obviously the, 
there's some people out there that do it better and faster and have, you know, way bigger audiences, like super fast. One of the biggest ones that I can kick you over to, um, if you're into the fishing at all, his name is Northwest fishing, Northwest fishing secrets. He's only like two years old and he's got a half million or more. Wow. And it's just a super rapid growth. And, you know, you're always looking at that and be like, wow, how can I, you know, emulate that or replicate that kind of growth? And then there's another Washington creator, uh, solo dude by the name of Samung Yang, Psy uh, Outside. Seen, yeah, I've seen some of his stuff. Like, you guys do a little yeah. bit of stuff with him, right? Yeah, we've collabed with him. And, uh, you know, his his growth is just on a damn catapult, too. And it's it's crazy, man. Like, But you look around. And to answer your question, I think you kind of hit the head of what we kind of targeted to do, which is, hey, let's be us. Let's document what we do, being who we truly are. And if people want to be on board with that, then sweet, hit the subscribe button. If you're not on yeah. board with that, go to someone else. And that's yeah. kind of what has dictated, dictated our like driving ability going forward is just, we're not going to change anything. We're yeah. not going to like the only thing that will maybe change uh, out of a video um, is maybe that this completely unnecessary cursing or foul language. Um, <laughs> if it's, if it's necessary where you're like, Holy shit, that just fucking happened. I'm going to leave that, you know, I'm leaving that because that's just true real life. Dang, Are I got to bleep you now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I won't do no, it again. Okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, it's fine. If we if uh, if if it's something like raw and organic like that, I'll typically leave it. Yeah. But if it's just like you know, it's completely unnecessary. Just a couple guys, you know, shooting the crap, and you're if something flies. I'll beep that, like you just did there. If it's something like that, then I'll cut it out. If it's just completely raw, this is in the moment. It truly happened. I'm just gonna let it go. Yeah. Um, and some we do get comments on that where you're like, "Hey, man, I really wish you guys wouldn't do that because I'd love to have my son watch." And that kind of hurts because you're like, "Dang it, are we not a group that you know you'd be comfortable watching with your yeah. kids?" And then some people are just totally okay with it and and realize that your kid's probably gonna hear worse language than that. Yeah. And at school or on the school bus or whatever, if they're obviously if they're in middle school or high school, they're gonna hear stuff like that. But elementary probably not but we do get comments like that and we always question ourselves like hey are we doing the right thing should we you know try to clean it up and edit it and take care of that or should we just keep being ourselves and let that grow and that's kind of the path we've been on um it's just trying to stay true to who we are yeah. uh, just document everything that's out there and mm -hmm. show show it how it really happens yeah. yeah i think authenticity is huge i think just from an outsider's perspective looking in, I think one thing you guys have done really well too is just like um, building kind of like regional pride, you know, like yeah. people that are like stoked for like this is their area and like um, even with a thing like a podcast and a YouTube channel that's like, you know, can go anywhere. Uh, I found that that's very popular. Like another, you know, uh, East Coast guy like um, Bo Martonic, he's at East meets West. He's done a really good job of that too. Kind of building a tribe in that Pennsylvania kind of area that just really identify with him, you know? And yeah. Um, so I think that that could be a, a part of it, but I am um, a little bit interested in, do you guys, okay. This is probably a really dumb question, but do you guys no, have hey. Columbia blacktail out there? Yeah, we do. Yep. Is, is that the main deer you guys are hunting or are you hunting mule deer? We target mule deer on the east side of the state. Um, okay. The west side of the state is predominantly, uh, if it's, I'll break it down for you. If it's on the western side of the Pacific Crest Trail, it is considered a blacktail, a Columbia okay. blacktail. If it's on the eastern side of the Pacific Crest Trail, it is considered a mule deer. We okay. do have white tails on the eastern side of the state. So as far as, you know, all the way over to Spokane to the Cascades, we'll, you'll find white tails, river bottoms, lower country. Um, but the state has determined the west and east side of the PCT is the divider of black tails and mule deer. Okay. And there's some units that share that boundary of, or not some units that share it, but that is the boundary of most units. Yeah. Where over here is mule deer. And then this line in the sand is the BCT and that side is blacktail. And you absolutely see uh, what people call bench legs. We're like, Hey, that's a mule deer, but it, you know, it's got a black tail or vice versa. You're like, Hey, that's a black tail, but it's got a mule deer's tail and big old rack and you know, bigger ears. And so, yeah, you'll see bench leg talks all the time in our forums and people posting them and you're like, that's a definitely yeah, like a hybrid. Them. Yep, or... exactly. Okay. Yeah. You'll see uh you'll see a bench leg that has characteristics of a blacktail and a mule deer 
and you're like, oh, yeah. that's a that's a bench leg buck. Or yeah. you'll see people that, again, they end up being cops immediately when they shoot a mule deer, <laughs> and then they'd say, like, hey, I shot on the west yeah, side yeah. of PCP. And the big divider is the west side is any buck. Okay. And the east side has to be a three-point minimum. So that's where there's some kind of like – you know, you get the people being cops who are like, Hey, that, that, that's not a two or that's not a three point. You're like, yeah, yeah. well, I shot it in a Western unit, yeah. which in that high country stuff, you do get them crossing the lines. Cause they don't care. It's just an imaginary course, line yeah. for them. Yeah. So you yeah, get it all the time. That's interesting. I, I shot a buck. I'm looking at him right now last year in Virginia and he's got a double throat patch. It's just Whoa. interesting. Like, I wonder how like he got that. Like, yeah, we're nowhere near any type of mule deer or blacktail, but, um, but yeah, man. So you know, cross my fingers, Lord willing, I have an opportunity to hopefully kill a mule deer and a coos deer this year. So Ooh. then, if I do that, all I will need is my Columbia to finish the slam. Oh man, so, come on out! Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm interested, and in, I've already got. You can see the edge of my whiteboard. I'm already scheming on 2023. So <laughs> I love I'm it, trying dude. to think like, or I'm I'm just kind of asking people about like opportunity for non-residents in Washington, Oregon for Columbia blacktails. So is yeah. there a pretty good opportunity for non-residents out that way? Uh, hundred percent. I just what started we- buying points too, like this year, but what weapon would you like to do it with? Um, rifle or muzzle loader or bow. I mean, I, you know, it's, I'm not against bow hunting. I love bow hunting. I grew up on bow hunting. Um, it's just for me, you know, trying to get content and also going completely blind into places I've never been. You know, if I can grab a rifle and kind of increase my odds a little bit, like I'm usually down for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. I would say we do have uh, for blacktails. Absolutely. It's any buck. Um, you could make it a really fun hunt and go to some wilderness areas on, on this side of the mountains and get up into some beautiful alpines and hunt blacktails like you would a mule deer and have an awesome time. Um, or you can hunt that kind of more traditional coastal rainforest logging road country and get into bucks pr- uh, fairly easily. Um, Washington, so that, I think is great. Is that you can over do the counter for non-resident? There. Any yes, buck you're saying? Yes, it is. Wow. Yep. Okay. Over and the so, counter, any buck. Um, that first one you're talking about, is that kind of um, spot and stock style hunt, like backcountry? Yes. Yep. Do you need a local no. friend or whatever to go in wilderness like Wyoming? Nope. You do okay. not. So you could come out here. Uh, you could go on the high buck hunt September 15th to the 25th. Um, any wilderness areas, and it's any buck. You could go have a blast up there. I could definitely send you in the right direction, drop you some pins. Nice. Uh, hell, maybe I could just go with you, and we could do a yeah, combo like awesome. black bear hunt with it. Um, and that's the cool thing really about fun. Washington. Um, a buddy of mine just came or was looking at coming up from Utah and hunting black bears. And it was like 220 bucks for a black bear tag, non-resident out the door, 220. And, uh, you get two of those over the counter in Washington and the season opens August 1st. So you could come out here and do black bear and a black tail tag or like hunt, do a week long hunt and do both tags. And we can Deer go opens August 1st too. Uh, deer opens September 1st for archery, and then okay. that first early rifle season starts September 15th. Oh, so you're saying August is when the bear comes in. Yes. And then deer yep. comes in. But that's still like um, – because I'm always also looking for ways to extend my seasons, you know, like of start course. earlier yep. and later. So <laughs> um, so that's that's cool timing. Um, Definitely. Yeah. I, I always tell people that too. I'm like, hey, August 1st, it kicks off. And like, whoa, that's kind of before anything else in the West is really going. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we had we had two, three bears dead in the first five days of the season. So by August fifth, we already had three bears down. So as soon as that season opens, it's already getting good. You know, we've already scouted bears. We know where they're kind of hanging out with. And like July to late July, we'll be out scouting, um, kind of covering country, seeing what the yeah. berries are doing. Um, seeing what vegetation's like, you know, where the bears hanging out at, covering country, and then as soon as the season opens, we're usually already hot on them. Yeah, are the deer? Uh, how are the deer numbers? Are they pretty decent? Um, or is it like? Because I mean, their parts, you know, out here with whitetails. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're in ag country, you know, you're gonna see deer. But if you're on the mountains, I mean, you could go two, three days and not see a thing. Yeah, <laughs> is it like that out there, or is it pretty good numbers? <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's like that. I would I would definitely say that Washington's probably not the greatest deer hunting around, um, but there is some definite 
cool country you can go hunt and still dig up some bucks and especially if you're wanting to target blacktail uh immediately i haven't targeted blacktails a ton um actually never in my life have i targeted them i've always (laughs) been a mule deer guy yeah (laughs) but i see them when we bear hunt you know the west side we'll see bucks and it's just like oh there's a blacktail buck i could care zero like zero like there's a negative scale on my scale that's where blacktails so you wouldn't have a problem giving me your sweet blacktail knowledge (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely not. I will drop you as many pins as I possibly could. <laughs> nice. And like you could just, if you double that and come for like high buck, you'll yeah. absolutely see a bear too. And you could take a bear out of here too That'd and just cool. kind of double it up. And I would imagine, I don't know what deer is for non-res. Um, you'll probably have to look into it. Or I could look into it and help you out. Yeah, um, I can look into it. But I would imagine it's going to be in like another 220. You come out for deer and bear for 500 bucks That'd be over, cool, the, over the counter and kind of spend like a 10 day trip out here some, somewhere. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. I'd love to. Yeah. Love to link up with you guys for something. Yeah, we'd love to. Um, well, yeah. Do, are you guys going back to the expo this year? Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely right, something cool. that uh, something that we've loved to do, and it's just it's it's fruitful now, man. You go meet people and dude, it's it's so shake fruitful. hands. Yeah, uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's one of the like the if you are listening to this and you've never made it out to the hunting expo in Salt Lake City, Utah, mm-hmm. it's in like early February and it's the second it through is, fifth this year. Second to fifth. There you go. Uh, second to fifth of February. And it is one of the most fun things that we get to do. Um, in, like it, even if you're not going and representing a brand or a business, just to walk through that place. Yeah. Absolutely remarkable. Yeah. Absolutely remarkable. Tons of cool stuff. And you'll probably see like, you know, famous hunters everywhere. Like you'll probably oh, yeah. see campaigns, you know, yep. And lampers yeah. everybody you know yeah i remember um, the first time i saw nate simmons i like started shaking oh dude nate <laughs> is the man i love nate nate, is, man. dude nate is the one dude that i totally like fanboyed out on Same and here. Like, waited in line to go talk to him 100 <laughs> percent, man i was talking to phelps jason phelps he's a local washington guy too yeah so I've, I've known phelps for a long time and to the point where i've i've gone down and 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 helped him at his booth in salt lake city like in 2017 so just a great friend of mine mm-hmm. and i was sitting there talking to jason this is last year and i was talking to jason and nate walks up and i just like look over and it was nate and i was like uh. <laughs> <laughs> complete fangirled out yeah. didn't know what to say and then jason was like hey nate this is my buddy jeff and i was like <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> telling we- me i i did the awkward thing where like i saw him and he was talking to somebody else and i like like walked circles around him like <laughs> pretending not to like be creepy but waited till there's an opening and like swooped in to go talk to him and he was so yeah. nice like talked to me forever and Dude. i tried to get him to come on the podcast but he like politely declined but yeah i'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep working <laughs> Keep bugging him, yeah. Yeah. This is like right after we won the Western Hunting Film Expo for Tamarack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like that was my one in. Like so that yeah. was like the one thing I could say to him. It was like, hey, yeah, I just wanted to thank you for putting on the Western Hunting Film Expo. We actually won it. And then so that was That's like my ice, that was my icebreaker rather yeah. than just being like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you're a really good hunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're so, your voice is so good on your TV show. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he is awesome, dude. I love. That's oh my like, gosh, I love that show, man. Um, Me too. Huge and, inspiration. Uh, Huge yeah. inspiration. I put my uh, Kodiak film in the Western Hunt um, Film Festival this year. Nice, dude. Hell so yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Very cool. But uh, yeah, man. Um, coming up on an hour here, so I don't want to take too much more time. I know you guys are busy. Um, but I really enjoy talking to you, man. Um, Me too, man. We'll have to do it again. I'll have to kind of have to get you on ours. It was really cool. Yeah, I'd love to, man. Anytime. Um, and you know, I'd love to link up with you guys out the expo again and just hang out for a little bit or whatever. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's grab a bite and and kind of hang out and just I love just bouncing ideas off for other creators and and it's, Me too, it's man. always fun too, man. It's uh like I said, I'm kind of a one man band still, so like I love you know talking to people just. Just that, because it's such a, especially when I, where I'm at on the East Coast, it's such a rare thing. It's already rare, like people really grinding and trying to like do this, like kind of creative thing and do it on your own and all that. But then, you know, going in another niche into the outdoor industry and then another niche, like there's not many people out here that I can really like have these conversations with. So uh, I love it. So. Yeah, totally, man. And, and I can see where you're coming from and, and putting in that grind. And, and that's kind of like this, the cool thing that we share. Uh, it's you, you can respect those other creators doing that grind, man. And yep. 
and and you likewise for us is like you you have a different respect and, and perspective of what we're all doing and absolutely. that's that's a really cool thing so yeah absolutely man let's grab a bite and just bounce yeah, ideas off up. each other and catch up for sure for sure dude. well where can people find you if they want to check out uh y'all's stuff uh just head over to instagram at pacific north wild or pn wilds and then uh, uh youtube facebook all the same thing uh pacific north wild or pnwild so pn wild little play on words there and then uh podcast as well just the pn wild podcast it's all based here in washington state mostly our our podcasts are all pacific northwest revolving around uh the pnw um we do have a couple out of state hunts on there montana spring bear um, my oh, yeah, wyoming what, elk hunt what hunts you got wyoming elk what else um, we drew all three of us drew Montana deer this year. So we're all going to Montana oh, dude, me too. in November. Are you really? Yeah. Are you going to go for like November time? Yep. What, November. What you, same here, dude. Yeah. All right. Off air. We'll talk about where we're yeah, going. Yeah, maybe, yeah. We can, maybe we can link up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, we all drew Montana deer and then, uh, I drew my Wyoming elk this year. So I leave in three days and then, uh, Is that a general that, tag or the contr- controlled. It's a general. Okay, Just, cool. Uh, I'm, I'm, yep. How many points did you draw it on? Uh, I want to say five. It was oh, either dang. four or five. Okay. I got three next year and Gohan's telling me I should draw it, but I don't know. Oh, that's going to be tight. That's going to be tight. <laughs> Go special. Okay. Go special. Oh, always. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did five regular if I remember right. I did okay. five regular. Okay. Um, I, I know I had five. I was a okay. five regular because next year I'll have, um, six deer. So I know I had five. Okay. So you um, got so- that then Montana deer and then. Yep. I'm filling the gaps with Washington stuff. So Sweet. Washington um, deer season will be October 15th through the 25th. And then, um, yeah, just over the counter Washington stuff, take the family cool, and the kids out for deer. And then and the last one will wrap up with Montana deer. Sweet, man. Yeah. Well, thanks again, dude. It was great talking to you. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll stay in touch. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate you so much. Yeah, man. All right. All right. Bye guys.